God spoke and then God added himself and then it's go deeper, God higher. Go deeper, go higher. Go di- higher. As you go deeper, <laughs> you raise God higher. Praise the Lord. So today, I mean, to, to, to just to start, I actually want to, <coughs> to, to ask you, how many of us actually uh, own or they live in a place where you have a, a washing machine? You know, a washing machine. Huh? A, a, who has seen a washing machine? Praise the Lord. Who has used a washing machine? Ah, good. So uh, actually today the same one is about a washing machine. So and I, and I, and I think it's, it will seem very strange, but I think it's something why I chose to use a washing machine. Because I'm sure we all use it at least once a week. And I know that the next time when you, when you go back home or wherever you're staying and you, <coughs> you start using the washing machine, you remember. So that's actually the purpose. You need to remember. So you need to listen very carefully today how God wants to use a washing machine, you know, to speak about his word. And actually, I actually had to go back and study how, how does it actually a washing machine work? You know, sometimes we are so used to, we open, we put our clothes, and we put whatever chemicals we want to, to put, isn't it? And then we press a button. Then the washing machine does its work, isn't it? Then we open, and then we take out our clothes, and then we put them to dry outside or in a dryer, isn't it? That's basically how it works. But the way actually a washing machine, when you open it, there's something inside, isn't it? A big drum which is inside with holes, isn't it? With holes. Actually, I also had to learn that underneath that drum where you put your clothes, there's a bigger one, which does not have holes. So this bigger one is where the water, you know, the water stays when it starts moving. So the, the big one underneath the one where your clothes, that's where the water stays, actually. And it's supposed to remain what? Solid. If this one, which is underneath, leaks, then you are going to, to have water all around. So this one needs to remain solid and closed. And actually, and I, I, I don't know, I, I'm sure all of us, we have, we have seen or have had a washing machine. You know, when it finishes, when it is washing, it is spinning, isn't it? And when, it fin- when, when the cleaning or the rinsing is finished, then what it wants, what it starts to do is, it starts to what? To spin so much, isn't it? It makes so much noise. I don't know, is there anybody who has a washing machine which does not make noise? Isn't it? So it, at some point, it will start making so much noise. Why? Because it needs to what? To squeeze the water out. Isn't it? Because, I mean, when you take out your clothes, they don't have the same amount of water that they had when, when it was cleaning, isn't it? So the purpose of the spinning around so much is actually to make sure that what? The water is much water is squeezed out. And when that water is squeezed out, then the water comes out. You, you hear that sound, the water is being drained out, isn't it? So this is actually how a washing machine works. So there's something spinning, and at some point it makes so much noise, and sometimes the noise is so irritating. You, you simply cannot ignore it. You hear it, isn't it? And then it dies down. So I can actually finish now, isn't it? Should I continue? <laughs> I'm actually hoping that I actually have your attention because now you, you know what you are talking about, isn't it? A washing machine. And something is spinning, isn't it? And if something is spinning, there's a what? There's a center, isn't it? And 
if your washing machine is your machine is not centered well, you'll start to hear a lot of vibration, isn't it? Which means it's no longer aligned to the center. Prison. So there is a center. And this is the power, you know, of the last song that we sent. We we were praying, Jesus be the center of it all. Because in a washing machine there is a center. And and I, I also I also want you to have an understanding also when you are singing this song. You are, you are saying, Jesus, be the center of my life. Uh, do you really know what you're asking? Huh? Do you understand what you're asking, God? Jesus, be the center of my life. What are you asking? It's a, very nice, it's a very nice song to sing. But I want you, the next time when you pray this song, when you pray, when you sing this song and turn it into a prayer, you need to have an understanding of what you are actually asking. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's go into the word. So, before I go, I actually want to say, I, I, as I was preparing, I was reading something which says, uh, you may interpret it in any way that you want. I will interpret it in the way that I want it to suit today. It says, there are only two kinds of people in the world. There are only two kinds of people in the world. So you can fill in, in your bulletin, I, I wrote the first part, so you can fill in the rest. I didn't want to put everything because I want you to pay attention. There are only two kinds of people in the world. Yeah? They are, the first kind are those who say, they are the ones who say to God, thy will be done. We've heard, we've heard the, the phrase saying, thy will be done, isn't it? Or you will be done. So that's the first group of people. And then the second group of people are those to whom God says. So the first one is actually you who says, thy will be done. And then the second group of people is actually the people to whom God says at the end, thy will be done. The first one, you are telling God, thy will be done. And then the second group of people are the people, the people to whom God says, thy will be done. So God is saying, I let you go. Your will be done. Do you understand the difference? So God will forget about you and let you go and say, okay, let your will be done. So the question is actually, where, where do you feed? <laughs> so there's, there's no middle. I told you there are two. I mean, you may want to, to put your middle, but uh, today I just have two. You know, ju just like Elijah on the, on the mountain, he asked people easily to make a choice at the top of Mount Camel. In, you know, are you going to choose for God or are you going to choose for Baal, the, the prophets? So today, where do you stand? Are you saying to God, let your will be done? Or is God saying to you, let your will be done? Praise the Lord. So let's turn to the word of God. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 9 to 10. Can you put that up? Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. It says, I think it's something that we know, isn't it? It's the Lord's prayer. But I, I'm, we are only going to read two verses. So the first one is this. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven. May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, isn't it? So you're actually asking, saying to God when you are reciting this prayer, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? All right. So remember that when you, when you are praying, you're actually saying this. And then let's go to the other, the, the other uh, Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1. Uh, we are going to read from verse 1 to 6. Jeremiah chapter 18, 
Okay, I'll read. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his will. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Then the Lord gave me this message. Verse 6. Oh, Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to, this, to his clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Praise the Lord. So God actually had to, uh, to tell Jeremiah uh, uh, to go to a potter. So do we know what a potter is? A potter. Uh, yeah. So a potter is somebody who makes things out of clay. And we know what clay is, isn't it? I'm, I'm sure we have all played with clay when we were young, isn't it? Praise the Lord. We have to tried to make uh, these figures or characters with, with clay with our hands, isn't it? And we make something and then we let it to dry, isn't it? But quite often, you know, uh, when we were young, I remember at least when I was young, when I made something out of clay and I put it out to dry, after a few days or hours, what, what did you see? Cracks, isn't it? Uh, 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 who, who here has actually made something out of clay which had no cracks? <laughs> with your own hands. <laughs> yeah, at least with your own hands. Okay, I would like to, I would like to, to visit you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I actually want to learn how to do that without having cracks. So the, what, what a potter has is the first thing that they need to do is they need to, <coughs> to find the clay. And it's just not your, your own ordinary clay. Eh? They're not just going to pick your own clay from the ground or, or anywhere. But there's a special type of clay that the potter uses, isn't it? So they have to select it. And they do some work with it before. They then take it to what, to what you call the potter's wheel. Isn't it? So here you see at the bottom. So you see this is the pot that they are trying to make isn't it, in the center. And then underneath, there's a wheel. It's, it actually spins. So remember your washing machine. Remember the potter's wheel. Okay, we are trying to find the connection. So it is spinning very fast. And what the potter is trying to do is, he's trying to position the clay onto the center. Until the clay is centered, you are not going to make anything. Because it, as it, remember what you said, when, when it is spinning, your washing machine is, is spinning and it's, it's not aligned. Is going to make a lot of noise and maybe it may break, isn't it? So what the potter is trying to do is to make sure that the clay, and this is the most difficult part of actually getting the clay. It's very easy to see if the clay is not centered, you will see the clay moving like this. But what the potter actually wants to see is the clay as the wheel is spinning. You know, the clay is also spinning at the same pace and you're not seeing all this. So this is actually what the potter is trying to do, to get the clay centered on the wheel. So this is actually the art. Everything else follows. That's the easiest part. But centering the clay is the most difficult part. So having you centered upon God, that's actually the most difficult part. That's actually what we want to talk about today. So the, the title actually of the same one today, uh, it is called From His Will to the Will. So remember what we said from Matthew chapter 6, we said, 
May your will be done. That is what you are praying, isn't it? And one of the things that happens when you say to God, let your will be done, what God then does is he takes you from there and puts you onto his will, the potter's will. The, so you move from his will, W-I-L-L, to the potter's will. So this is not just any kind of will. You are moving to the potter's will. And remember what you said, God is, is, the potter is just not taking any kind of clay. And remember from the beginning, what God did in the beginning, Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being, isn't it? So God took what? Dust or soul from the ground, and he breathed life into it, isn't it? And then it became a living being, isn't it? So he took the clay from the ground, just like what a potter takes to make the pot. But God then breathed life into this clay or dust, and then it became man. And then also remember what I said. The potter is just not taking any kind of clay. Just like God, you know, you are unique. You, 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 you are not just, you know, just, you know, God didn't just pick you from anywhere. You as an individual, just like what a potter does to individually pick the right kind of clay. This is exactly what God did with each and every one of you. You know, no matter where the potter picks the clay, the pot that he's going to make is going to be unique. It's not going to be the same. The soil, there's no two, two, two pieces of soil which are going to be the same. So in the same manner, God has picked you. You are unique. You are different. You are special. God has specially picked you for a purpose. Just like every pot that is, that is being made is being made for a special purpose. Praise the Lord. So remember that you have been picked. You are not just any kind of person. You know, the word of God reminds me in Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14 says, For you created my in, in, innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well. So when you're in your mother's womb, you know, God was busy knitting you. You know, every part of your body, bringing it, joining it together, making it grow. And there's no human being who is the same as every other person. So you are a unique kind of clay. Praise the Lord. But also, after God had done that, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, he says, For you are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which, which God prepared in advance for you to do. So you are a handiwork. You know, handiwork, you know, if, if you make things from hand, are they going to, to, to remain the same? If you make things, it's easier to make things which are duplicates with machines, isn't it? But when you're making things with your hand, just like what God did with you, it makes you special. It makes you unique, isn't it? So you are a handiwork, a creation of God. You are different. You are unique. You are special. You are not just any kind of clay, you know, that, that uh, God just picked from anywhere. But God has specifically needed you, even beginning. It just reminds me my, when my mother, you know, I think you really appreciate it more. Now you can make all these jerseys and, you know, with machines. But I really remember my mother when she used to knit. And, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Knitting, you know, knitting and making, you know, making a jersey or gloves with your hands. It's so special. You know, it's, 
it's uh, it, it's not uh, like instant coffee or, or a machine where you just press a button and then it twists and mixes all the whatever. But when you make something with your hand, it's really special. And this is why also, if you know the things that are made by hand, they're very expensive, isn't it? Because they are custom made. I don't know, there's this motorcycle which is called the Harley Davidson, this huge motorcycle with hands which you hold like this. It's always custom made. It's unique. There's nobody with a motorcycle like yours, and not so many of them are made. It's really unique. So everything that God has made using his hand is unique. It's special. So each and every one of us here, we are special. We are unique. Praise the Lord. So, so the, the ingredients for, for what? For making your pot, you have your clay, isn't it? Like we, we have our clay there, and then we, we, have, we have what? We have the wheel, isn't it? So if I just get a piece of clay and then I put it on the wheel, then I press the wheel and then I just go, is there anything going to happen there? Am I going to make the pot? If I just switch it on and then I put dump the clay there, then I go. Huh? No, we are not going to, yes. 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 So if you just leave it like that, you are not going to get any pot, isn't it? Praise the Lord. But what, 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 I mean, I, I hate to learn about pottery. I think I'm going to go into pottery after this sermon. <laughs> so when the potter takes the clay, he just doesn't take it straight to the pot, isn't it? You know, like, we, like we, when you want to make, how many of us have made bread? You know, there's something special about the hands that God has given you. The hands that God has given you, God wants to use them for making something special, something unique. Praise the Lord. So how many of us have made bread before or seen somebody making bread? You know, from the flour and you are mixing it, you know, on your board, you know, you are pressing the dough like that, isn't it? So that is the same what the potter does. He takes the clay and he starts to press it, you know, to, to press it, to, to, to get the air out of the, out of the pockets, to make sure that the particles are aligned, to make sure that the clay is soft enough, you know, before you put it on the wheel. Praise the Lord, yes. Praise Lord. <coughs> thank, thank you, thank you for and, and so, so you really understand why 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 I have to talk about it because it's so difficult. Why 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 you need? Yes, praise the Lord. So it's a so the the the, the first process is called wedging. You know when you are pressing. So I actually don't know how many of us actually feel like you are being wedged or pressed, you know, by God. You know, yeah, yeah. You feel like yeah, yeah, God is just pressing me, you know, trying to squeeze out, you know, squeeze out, you know, unnecessary air or things which you know God does not want to see me. How many of us? I don't know. How many of us? Sometimes I feel, I feel like that. Sometimes it's not really about the devil, but it's just God, you know, just trying to perfect you, you know, to squeeze you, to get out all the air, you know, to align you, you know, to squeeze you. Before God, so God is not just not going to dump you when you say, Okay, you may your will be done. That's actually what you did when you gave your life to Christ. Actually, may your will be done, but just God didn't rush to take you straight to the will, you know, He had to prepare you to squeeze you. And, and this is one of the things when you, when you give your life to Christ, then you expect everything to be, to be perfect. But sometimes, as soon as you, you say, Yes, Lord, I give my life to you. Then all those things which were quiet, you start to see a lot of things happening. You know, a lot of pressure. God is just squeezing. I mean, just remember what happened. What happened to Jesus? 
That's in, that's in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. You know, after the baptism with John, you know, and Jesus came out of the water, and then God says, this is my son, eh? my beloved, in whom I am well pleased, isn't it? That's exactly what happened. And then immediately afterwards, what happened? Then the Spirit led him straight into, what, into the wilderness. You know, sometimes you just feel, you know, ah, I'm just, I'm just, I've just had this breakthrough. You know, before you even get the chance to, 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 to relax, you start to see something happening. So this is exactly what Jesus had to go. You know, he had to be purified, he had to be perfected before Jesus could actually, because the, we will get to the will. Because the will is where, remember what Marika said, the will is hard. But God wants to, sometimes some of us, we want to be so quick to, to go to the, onto the wheel. And the, the thing about the wheel is it's spinning fast. Really, isn't it? It is spinning fast, like what, what, what I said about you watching. It's spinning fast. So you also don't want to be too quick to, to go onto the wheel. Because if he put you onto the wheel, it's going to throw you away. It, it's, it's hard on the wheel. Because the clay, what, what does the clay want to do? The clay wants to get off, isn't it? So you need the master's hands. You know, the potter's hands. You need the, the, the hands of the Lord to keep you at centered. To force you to, sometimes God has to force you, you know, to remain what? At the center. Because it's hard. Like what my, it's hard. I'm happy that I have somebody with it's hard being on the center. Praise the Lord. And uh, uh, some examples of the wedging, which I'm talking about, that can, you know, there, there are some things that happen because <laughs> because we have sinned, you know. There are some things that happen to us because we are disobedient. But there are just there are just some things that happen. There, some things just happen. You what happens? Your mother dies. It's, it's not even because you sinned. Your mother dies, or you what you lose your job. That your company is just shut, you. You wake up one day. You hear that your your company is shutting down, isn't it? It has got nothing to do with you. Or maybe you are so close to someone and then that person leaves. You know, you, you had a, a brother or a sister, you know, we were very strong in prayer together and then all of a sudden, things just happen. So there are things sometimes in life that happen not because of what we have done, but things just, they just happen, isn't it? It's, it has got nothing to do with you. You are not the cause, but things just happen. There, there are some things which are just beyond us. No matter how much we pray, your company can still close. You can still lose your job. You can still fail the, that exam, no matter how many times you prayed. Isn't it? Yeah, you can pray, you can fast. I, I, I can give you a testimony here. I actually, for me, before I got my driver's license, uh, the practical one, I failed several times. And I know there, there was a time, I mean, am I so stupid? <laughs> there, there was a time when I said, no, 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 God, I am going to fast. I, and I went onto a fast, you know, to pass, you know, sometimes you need to fast for some of these things that seem simple to others. I fasted, and I actually went into the exam in the middle of my fast. Eh? I did not even break my fast. I said, I'm going to break my fast after I pass. And what happens? I, I fail. <laughs> I, I still failed, you see. So it also, remember what I'm saying? So fasting is not a guarantee that you will get what you want. And remember what we said at the beginning. We said, thy will be done. Isn't it? 
and I and that is the hard part. That will be done does not necessarily mean that because I prayed God, I have to pass. That was the will of God that no, 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 it is not yet the time. And this is the most difficult part as a Christian. To actually say thy will be done and actually wait and accept for and and Let's be honest, most of the time when you are saying that it will be done, we actually, that's not what we actually mean most of the time. We are actually saying, what I want, may it be done. Praise the Lord. So that will be done. So I, I, I'm, I'm just letting you know, the next time you say that it will be done, really, really believe that that's what you want God's will to be done. And God's will may not be what you want. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's, let's, let's now get to the, as my brother Sandy used to say, to the crooks of the matter, the will, the center. You know, the, what the will is when you say, God, let your will be done, and then God takes you onto the will. The will is where the hard work is. So the will is actually what? The, the life, the circumstances around you, that is the will. And now... I was just talking to my wife yesterday and I was saying, you know, I remember many years ago when I was looking for a job, what, what did I used to do? You know, I used, to, I used to get a pen and an actual paper, you know, and then write an application letter with a pen and a paper and get an envelope and a stamp and then post it and then what? And actually wait. And then every day, what am I doing? I'm going to the letterbox, checking, you know, every day, do I have a response? Sometimes it's two weeks, it's two months waiting for a response. It, maybe the first one is just to say, we received your letter. You received it after two months. And then the next one, uh, we regret. And then you have waited what, for four months to be told regret, isn't it? And now I was just thinking, now, now I, I, I look at the life nowadays. Life is just so fast. It is too fast. It, sometimes by, by the time... I know I've applied for some jobs. I sent an application later. Now you can just uh, make your CV online and then you attach it, isn't it? Sometimes by the end of the day, <laughs> you've already received a regret, isn't it? <laughs> before, before the day is finished, maybe they did not even look at it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe what? Maybe a computer just looked at it and said, no, this one not. And then tomorrow you are what? You are back again busy and by the time you get to the end of the week or the end of the month ah, you look now how many applications have i sent <laughs> just one month remember the first time i said four months but now you have what just maybe by the end of a month you have 10 or more regrets <laughs> you know life is just so fast and i'm just looking at it if you look at your your own life here you wake up you go to school or you go to work, or even if you are not working, it does not mean it's not busy. You have to take your children to school. You have to pick them up. You have to take them to this spot. You have to take them to here. In the evening, you have to go to the children's schools to talk to the teachers. Uh, ah. The life is just spinning so fast. So this is the wheel which I'm talking about, where you need the potter's hands. Because this wheel is just spinning so fast, so fast. And before you know it, if you are not aligned, you are not centered on this will, you are going to be thrown off, isn't it? Something bad happens, you are thrown off. Something good happens, something good happens, you are thrown off as well sometimes. Because 
What happens sometimes is when that job comes, when that job, when God finally blesses you, that job comes. Ah, okay. You are now so busy. Too busy with that job. You don't have time what, to be al- for God to actually align you. Because you are so busy, you actually don't have time to fellowship with others. You actually don't have time to pray. You actually don't have time to read the word of God. It's the same as even if a bad thing had happened, isn't it? Because you lose the connection with God, isn't it? You lose the connection with God. So good and bad things alike. We also need to be, we need to be careful how we handle them, isn't it? So remember, you are praying, praying for these blessings, isn't it? Are you actually ready? Would you not be better off without the blessing? Who, who, who wants a blessing here? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But are we prepared to handle what the blessing gives in terms of us remaining aligned, remaining centered to God? Praise the Lord. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you this so that you understand the importance of what you are asking God to do, what it means, even that blessing. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, Wherefore, seeing we are also are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset, and let us run with patience the rest that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God, of the throne of God. So, how many of us actually, so today I'm asking questions, you, you don't have to give me an answer, but it's just for you to think. How many of us, you know, th- this verses, I think we, we know it, isn't it? it? It's asking us to focus on Jesus, the author, and the finish of our faith. We need to focus on Jesus because he's the one who has, what, who has run the race, isn't it? He has completed. He knows how to run the race, isn't it? He has endured every temptation whilst he was here on earth. And what? And he succeeded, isn't it? So it's asking us to focus our eyes on Jesus. And how many of us at some point have felt you know, that, you know, you know uh, maybe let me start before I ask you. <coughs> You know, for me, honestly, there are some times when I feel disconnected or off sync. You know, some, there are just some times that you feel off sync in relation to God. I mean, I, I'm a Christian, but I also have to be, I need to be honest. There are times when I also feel, like I remember, I, I, I can share with you, at the beginning of last year, my mother passed away. So I went, you know, let your will be done. We prayed for my mother for months. We prayed, we prayed. But she still passed away. That was the will of God, isn't it? So, uh, and even, okay, we, I went home and then we buried her and then I came back. When I came back, I was sick for three weeks. I've never been so sick like that. I almost died. You know, I, I, I never shared this with many people, but I, I actually, I think for almost two weeks, I actually had to sleep next to a, you know, to the heating. 
I was feeling so cold. I had to turn the heating off on to the maximum and sleep there because my body was just so cold. And I thought maybe I was in Africa, I got malaria. I went to the hospital. They did all kinds of tests and they could not detect anything. So I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes life does not give you the chance to mourn. Or as, uh, as, as one man says, uh, maybe I need to find out at which stage you are. There are three possible stages in life. So the first one is you're about to go through a trial. You are about to go through a trial, isn't it? And then the second one is you're actually in the middle of a trial now. And the third one is you just came out of a trial, isn't it? So where, where, where are you? <laughs> huh? Are you in the middle? Did you just come out of... <coughs> are you preparing for the next one? <laughs> yeah? Praise the Lord. So this is why you need to be centered. You know, a, a different things happening in your life. You may have been experiencing all these three phases in some different things. If you feel that you are, you are just coming out, another one is waiting. Praise the Lord. Another one is waiting. But, but with Jesus at the center of it, he says, God, God is, is what is caring for you and preparing you for the next one. If you have just come out to, about, to go, about to go through a trial, God is preparing you. If you just came out, he's preparing you for the next one. If you are in the, mid, in the middle, God is with you. So whether you are at whatever stage, Jesus says, I am with you. But the question is, are you? With him. Praise the Lord. Uh, I just want to, okay, I just want to, to, to uh, catch on one more, one more point. So the, a porter, when, when you are making clay, you, you are mixing what, actually the, the two things that you are really mixing are just clay and water, isn't it? You need water. Without water, you cannot form or shape it, isn't it? You need the water to be able, so that the clay, you can be able to, to turn it and form it into the shape that you want, isn't it? So water is, is what is very, very, yeah, it's very <coughs> essential. So I, I want to, to turn to John chapter 4, verse 13 to 14. John chapter 4, verse 13 to 14 says, Jesus answered, you know, after talking to the Samaritan woman, Jesus answered and says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I will give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Remember, you are the clay, isn't it? Or am I assuming? Are you the clay? Praise the Lord. And God is what? The porter. And we say the, the real life porter, he needs to mix what? Clay with water. To be able to shape it and for you as a christian for god to be able to mold you to keep you centered you need the what it, the eternal water you need the what the holy spirit so the holy spirit is what is the water that the porter uses so you need the holy spirit you need to cooperate with the holy spirit because without the holy spirit or without the cooperation of the holy spirit god is not going to be able to mold you into the shape that he wants. So just as Jesus spoke to this woman, you, you need God's word. 
you need the Holy Spirit. You know, it says that the word of God is life. The Holy Spirit is life. So you need the Holy Spirit as the lubricant, as the water, so that God can be able to, to mold you and to shape you. Praise the Lord. So I just want to, I, I, you know, I, 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 I hope now you, you, you understand when the, when the washing machine is spinning, it needs to remain centered. And also you, because there's so many things spinning around. You are, I mean, you are just spinning, 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 and spinning. And the only thing that can keep you stable in all the things of life is you remaining focused on God. Whether you are in the middle of a trial or you just came up or you are preparing, you need to have Jesus at the center of your life. You need to be focused, just like what you read in Hebrews chapter 12. You, your eyes, they need to be fixed on Jesus. Otherwise, if you are not, then you are going to spin out. You know, and when you spin out of something spinning very fast, you are going to be thrown hard and away. Praise the Lord. So just like the clay, when it spins out, it's going to be thrown hard. So where are you in terms of remaining centered? You know, I... Uh, Brother Gilbert, can you can you just come in and and we, and we sing? So I I mean, uh, just as we close, I mean, we, we 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 you yourself, you are going to examine yourself. Where are you in terms of being in a position when God can center you? You know, we 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 are just going to sing this song again, and then we are going to ask that Jesus be the center of my life. So I just want us to to stand up, and even as we sing this song, I just want you to to. You know, to look into your life and see where am I on the potter's wheel? Am I aligned on the potter's wheel? Do I have the right lubricant? You know, do I have the Holy Spirit? Am I obeying, you know, what the word of God is telling me? Am I obeying, you know, what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me? You know, without, without the word of God, without the Holy Spirit, you know, God cannot mold you. He cannot shape you even, even into that vessel, you know, that, that God desires to form, to, to, to form using you. You know, remember we said God has perfectly selected you. You are complete even in the eyes of God. You know, you are the perfect clay. You, there is no similarity between you and any other human being. So I just want you to look into your life and just turn this into a prayer that Lord Jehovah be the center of God even in my life. Lord, you know, God just needs to examine you. You know, the trials are not going to stop until Jesus comes. The trials are going to be there. The tribulations are going to be there. But you need to remain focused. You need to remain centered even upon the word of God. Your eyes need to be focused even upon Jesus. That despite all the spinning that is going around you, you need the stability. You need Jesus who is the rock, you know, you know the rock that can keep you stable. The, the foundation of his word. The power of his spirit. The, the the enabling power of his spirit. I just want you to choir. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to
So the, 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 you know we, we are talking about the potter's will we are talking about the will of God and us as we accept the will of God that we are transformed we are moved indeed to be uh, uh, upon the potter's will and Jesus is the one who is going to steer this will you know and pushing us you know to be in the center so the first call that I'm going to make to you know everything that I've said is not going to make sense to you if you have not given your life to Christ there's there's nothing about talking about the will of God or or being on the potter's wheel with Jesus directing unless you've given your life to Christ, unless you make a decision to, to surrender your life to Christ. So I'm just going to make this call. Wherever you are, I just want you to raise your hand. You know, this, you know, this moment, and you say, you know, Lord Jesus, here I am. I surrender my life. I give my life. I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Now, if you know that deep in your heart that you know you have not made that decision, that conscious decision, you know, to surrender your life to Christ, I just want you to raise your hand even, even as we pray tonight, this morning. I'm just going to give you one opportunity. If you know deep in your heart that you have not given your life to Christ, that you have not surrendered your life to Christ, I'm just going to ask you once to raise your hand. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and honor, O Lord. I thank you, Jehovah, indeed, for your children that have given their life, O Lord, even unto you. That our Lord are living a life of surrender unto you, O Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And I, 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 I just want to, to make also just this one last prayer point. You know, we, we, we are talking that there are so many things spinning around us. There are so many things that we need to balance. Our life has just become so fast that sometimes you feel that you are losing control. You know, 
I just want to I just want you to raise your hand wherever you are. You, you know, you, you feel that you are you are losing control, you know that you are not spinning in sync or you know with the way God is moving. You know, the wheel is spinning, but it's God who can keep you balanced. You know, I, I don't know if you feel that you I, I am losing balance. I need the Holy Spirit, I need God to align me. I just want you to you know to to to, to raise your hand and then we we'll just say this prayer together and then you can close. So if you want, if you if you feel that you know God, I need you today, oh Lord. I there's something that is out of control. Whether it's your marriage, it's your study, it's your work, it's your business, it's your relationship, that you need God, you know, to touch you. You need, you need God to realign you. You need God to refocus you. I just want you to raise your hand, even this moment, and we will pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, oh God. Because you are the one, Jehovah, who has run the race so far. You are the one who has given us the victory, O oh Lord. You are the one that has completed the race so far. I pray, Jehovah, and stand in faith, O oh Lord, Father, with my brothers and sisters, O oh Lord, who have raised their hands, O oh Lord, even today. The Lord, Jehovah, realign them, O oh Father, O oh God, that whatever is out of balance in their lives, I pray, the Lord, Jehovah, help them, O oh Father, push them, O oh Lord, even to the center, O oh God. The Lord, Jehovah, despite the pressure, O oh God, and everything that is spinning around them, O oh Lord, Holy Spirit, O oh Father, through your word, through your spirit, O oh Father, Lord, bring them back, O oh Father, to the center, O oh God. The Lord, Jehovah, you may indeed be the center, O oh God. Lord, I make this cry out, O oh Lord, on behalf of your children, O oh Lord. Remember your children, O oh Father, today, O oh Lord. Even on this day, O oh Lord, Jehovah, the 15th, O oh God, of October, I pray with with faith, O oh God, and trust and believe, O oh Lord, that Jehovah, you are realigning, O oh Father, you are bringing back forth your children to the center, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord, the trials may come, oh Father, oh God, each and every day. But Lord Jehovah, we believe that because you are you are at the center of it, oh Father, that Lord Jehovah, our focus, we remain focused upon you, oh Lord. I pray that nothing shall change us, oh Father, nothing shall challenge us, nothing shall move us, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. The only thing that shall move us, Jehovah, is your word, oh Lord. I pray, Father, we've been believing that, oh Lord Jehovah. We, we shall not be moved by circumstances. We shall not be moved by situations, O oh Lord. But indeed, we shall be moved by your word, O oh God. Father, I thank you, O oh Lord, for your word today, O oh God. I give you praise and honor, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord.